you're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kinder Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Kinder Outdoors time again. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you dropping by. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Fortiflora from Purina Veterinary Diets. Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic, and it works as well as a preventative as it does as a cure. Start Fortiflora with your dog a few days and every day before a long road trip, throughout the trip, and for a few days after you return home to help ensure a strong, safe, and normal GI system in your dog. Forta Flora. Learn more when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Joining us in the air-conditioned camp house today, I've asked Brian Lynn with the Sportsman's Alliance to talk to us about a couple of disturbing items that you probably won't hear about in the news, but if you're a hunter, fisherman, outdoorsman, or woman, it affects you and how people that have no interest in what you and I do would love to determine how we go about our business. Anytime that there's a negative effect on hunting, fishing, trapping, the Sportsman's Alliance is there in the forefront fighting that battle for us. Brian Lynn catches us up on a couple of hot items a little later in the show today. Plus, we're going night fishing. Does that sound good? Hey, the other day I checked I said, man, it is hotter than normal hot around here. I checked. It was 110, according to the Weather Channel. The next evening, 109. The long-term forecast, 100 and something, as far as you can see. If you want to fish, it makes a lot of sense to go at night. Kelly Jordan, one of our pros here at Kinder Outdoors, fishes the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour, and it's one of his favorite things to do, catching big bass in the coolness or semi-coolness of night. <laughs> we'll talk to him about how he goes about it coming up a little later. Grab yourself a cold glass of iced tea and a comfortable chair. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. I ride my bike, try to get my exercise very early in the morning, 4, 4.30, 5 a.m. when it's semi-cool. And as I passed a little pond the other morning, I could smell it. And it stunk. And I looked over, and in the moonlight, I could tell algae consuming the surface. Got a notice the other day, a reminder from our friends with the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks, and they said, be careful. Blue-green algae. It looks a lot like other, more common algaes, but it's really a different type of bacteria called cyanobacteria. And this cyanobacteria, in high concentrations can cause severe illness in both people and pets. You've seen them before, algae blooms in the hot summertime. They're often highly visible, appearing to be a bright green slime on the water's surface, though blooms come in other colors and textures. Dogs can get sick and even die from exposure to harmful blue-green algae. If you're working your bird dogs or walking your house dog, do your best to keep them from drinking or even swimming or laying down in this algae-covered water. By the way, speaking of Kansas, they wrapped up a three-year investigation in northwest Kansas the other day that involved Cheyenne, Sherman, Wallace, and Logan counties. Kansas game wardens in this investigation have discovered 25 deer, mostly mule deer, one antelope, eight turkeys, and other wildlife that had all been taken illegally. Many of the deer had been shot out of season. 
They used firearms during archery season. A lot of deer taken without a permit. Of the 13 deer that were scored, game wardens were able to determine the average antler size, get this now, at 173 inches. In all, 140 charges were filed for nine individuals, violations from 2015 to 2019. They thought they had gotten away with it. Nope. Of the nine individuals charged, three received more than four charges. Tayton Weeder, I guess he's the grand prize winner here. He pled guilty to 22 charges related to the illegal take of wildlife. He owes the state $45,000 in fines and restitution, and his hunting privileges have been revocated for 10 years. Sometime today I'm going to sit down and put in for the Texas draw. It's time now to apply for those drawn hunts in Texas. There are drawings in 62 categories, hunts all across the state, special drawings for adults and youth hunters. That online system is now accepting applications, and the first hunt category deadline is August 1st, just a couple of weeks away. There are some new areas you can hunt this year. All the exciting news is linked up at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. I was talking to my friend Lauren Conklin with the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza shows the other day, and she said, Billy, remind everybody that that North Texas show... This year only is going to be in Dallas. Scheduling issues over in Tarrant County with Will Rogers and the Convention Center and all of those places has pushed the show this year only over to Dallas, the Dallas County side. That's going to be fun. K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center, August 12, 13, and 14, less than one month from right now. Wow. The Bassmaster Elites, hey, they're chasing those giant smallmouth on the St. Lawrence River this weekend. Televised on Fox Sports today and again tomorrow, Sunday morning. Calming Care settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. It's from the trusted name Purina. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey everybody, it's Bassmaster Elite Anger Keith Combs. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Come on, Kinder. I told you a town on Spinner, baby. What are you thinking, man? The original Texas hunting show is back. For 46 years, the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza has been the official kickoff of the Texas hunting seasons. Visit the world's top outfitters and guides. Get ready for the field with the latest hunting gear, rifles, clothes, and accessories. The granddaddy of them all is back August 5 through 7 in Houston, and this year only August 12 through 14 in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchison, and August 19 through 21 in San Antonio. Get the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza on your calendar. More info at ttha.com. There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas Hill Country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite, by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters. Orvis and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence, and I think you will too. You won't find a prettier place to get married. 
And our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do. JoshuaCreek.com. You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out, and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S. TejasRanchFence.com. Hey, crappie anglers. Crappie season is here. Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie, here to tell you about all of the new crappie products for 2022. Check out the all-new Wally Marshall Classic Signature Rods by Lou's. The Wally Marshall Classic Series starts at 5 foot 6 and all the way up to 16 foot in length. IM8 graphite construction, cork handles, stainless steel guides, super light for all-day use, and the perfect trolling and casting rods on the market today. Now for you live scopers out there, the Wally Marshall Pro Target rods are designed with IM8 graphite blanks, stainless steel guides, and wind grip handles. No slip with a grip when you're trying to boat flip a three-pounder. Pro Target rods are the best for live scope, trolling, and perfect for wade fishing and heavy cover. All new Mr. Crappie Colors and Crappie Thunder, Slabalicious, Jokers, and Shad Pose. Tennessee Mist, White, Who Dat, and Don't Miss the School Bus. All crappie anglers should keep the Mr. Crappie Slabomatic Electric Filet Knife handy too. StrikeKing.com, Lose.com, and Smith'sProducts.com. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees. And have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. inch drop time. Y'all go on inside with Kinder Outdoors. A couple of things you need to do. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, like Thomas Carrington of Seabrook, Texas, did this week. Also heard from Fred Thornton in Duncanville, Texas, amongst others. Drop by there. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com and register. There's two different things you can win. You can register to win a six-pack of tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. And that six-pack of tickets gets you in any of the shows, Houston, Dallas, or San Antonio. While you're there, you also need to register for these good-looking Kinder Outdoors t-shirts that we're giving away. Short sleeves, suitable for the season, and you will look oh so good. 
register at kinderoutdoors.com, okay? I want to welcome my old friend Brian Lynn back to the show with the Sportsmen's Alliance. Hello, Brian. Thank you, Billy. Great to be here. I'm not sure you ever left. You were just here a few weeks ago. Have you been in the, like in the spare bedroom or something? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Kept in the basement slaving away. <laughs> And this is a, a, a very important time in our, our country's history for things and, and that are real and, and been around true to traditions and heritage that have been around forever. They've never been under attack more than they are right now. Things like uh, the shooting sports and, and our guns and good things that people criminalize. And so it's really important that we stay in touch with you and with what's going on at the Sportsman's Alliance. And uh, so to to maybe there's some folks out there that haven't heard of you, we want to tell them who you are now. What is the Sportsman's Alliance? Uh, the Sportsman's Alliance, we're an advocacy organization that was created in the 1970s to protect hunting, fishing, and trapping. That's our main reason for existence, and it's specifically to protect it from the animal rights movement and anybody that wants to try to dismantle the North American model of wildlife management by attacking those. And uh, we work in all 50 state legislatures at the ballot box if there's a ballot initiative coming up and uh, at state in state and federal courts to protect uh, hunting, fishing, and trapping. There's never a shortage of a fight uh, at the Sportsman's Alliance. It's kind of like putting out pop-up fires in the pasture. As soon as you get one put out, there's three more burning over there, right? Oh, yeah, and there's usually a forest fire burning somewhere at the same time. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, legal cases that drag on for years. You know, we've been trying to delist wolves from the Great Lakes and uh, for 15 years now. And so those kind of fires burn slow and for a long time. And then you got those pop-up fires, you know, that come in state legislatures or sometimes in Congress, but usually in different state legislatures that just keep us hopping around the country. Tell us how the Sportsman's Alliance goes about these fights what do you do well uh depends what it is if it's it's a ballot initiative we uh, work with people on the ground and get everybody organized sportsmen's groups organized and figure out polling and what messaging is going to work with the general public because those are usually just straight popular votes that you have to uh kind of swing those non-hunters and show them what's going to happen uh in state and federal courts that's just going through the the laborious uh, legal system for years and years and uh, making legal arguments and taking legal arguments away from the other side. But then uh, probably the fastest and ones that people hear about the most are at the state-based in the legislatures. You know, there's thousands of bills that get filed in all the 50 states. And some of them don't have a chance of going anywhere, so we have to weigh in and look and go, okay, it's a friendly state. It's a good committee that it's in. It's not going anywhere. Or, oh, this is a threat. This can move or it has backing. It already has legs. We got to get in our lobby, make phone calls, either try to kill it or amend it so it's not a threat to us. And uh, you just got to work the phones and let people know, you know, if the politicians aren't working with us, then we put out the alerts and get people flooding them with calls and emails and getting their voices heard, and they don't tend to like that and uh, start to listen sometimes. So it's uh, it's really a, a game of what what uh, pressure point 
you know, is going to work to move them to uh, stop what they're doing. Um, Brian, it's really important what hunters and fishermen and outdoorsmen and conservationists have done uh, in this country. It's been replicated around the globe. Uh, conservationists that put in place more than 100 years ago, some pretty smart guys put in place a conservation plan, the North American model. It works pretty doggone good the way it sits. Oh yeah, no, it, it's, it, it's, this is where I get frustrated is the anti-hunters, you know, try to make it sound like, uh, well, of course you're going to say this, you know, we, you just expect us to trust you. You're killing all of our animals. And it's like, no, look at history. We have a hundred year track record of bringing wild game populations back from the brink of extinction where there's hunting, there's going to be more game. There's going to be better habitat. There's going to be better habitat for non-game species. You know, it's a user pay everybody benefits, and hunters are the backbone. Hunters and anglers are the backbone of this. And it, like you said, it's been replicated around the world in Africa where there's, you know, endangered species and where they're thriving is where hunting takes place. That's exactly right. I wonder, I'm just curious, and I don't know if a study's ever been done or not, but if you took uh, one year, just one year uh, of uh, income, uh, one year of conservation money, and remove the hunter, fisher, outdoorsman from that, how much money would be left in that pile? Not a very big percentage. No, no. I mean, there's there's a bill afoot right now to repeal the uh, Pittman-Robertson-Dingle-Johnson Act, and that contributed $1.5 billion just last year. Billion, $1.5 billion into conservation, specifically for conservation. Some states, that's what... 60, 75, 80% of their uh, state fish and game budgets run off of, you know. So if you remove hunting, fishing, trapping, and shooting from from the from the model, the model starts to break, and it breaks. It, it gets gutted real quick. We are the backbone of conservation in this country. Absolutely, we are. I'm going to have to take a uh, short break, but when we come back, there are a couple of uh, stories that came out earlier this year that you guys were on top of, one in California and one on our public lands uh, that involves the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Want to take a little break and then come back and see where those things are now, if that's okay with you. Sounds great. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of outdoor adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics and they smile while learning. If you want outdoor adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. 
The Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza will be in its hometown, its birthplace of San Antonio, August 19, 20, and 21. 46 years. Are you kidding me? The biggest and best of everything. Outfitters, game calls, rifles, trips, opportunities, all under one roof. And that will be in Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio. But hey, along I-10... You folks out there in Castroville, the surrounding area, come on out. The Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza in San Antonio, where it all began, August 19, 20, and 21. Uh, good morning. This is uh, General Leroy Sisko, and I'm honored to be here today. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. With Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You'll know Toby Meadows when you run into him on the lot there at Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine because on his name tag is a big green bass. <laughs> He's earned the right to wear that big fish around. He's caught three over ten pounds. Yes, sir. Three times. Uh, twice on Lake Fork and once on Lake Conroe. This lifelong passion for Toby started in the cab of that old Chevy truck, headed for the fishing hole. A long time ago. I had an uncle. Uncle Jim got me started. And it was just a little cork popper with little black and yellow feathers. Looked like a bumblebee. And that started it all. Three ten-pounders and 19 years with the classic grapevine family. And Toby is still going down the road in that Chevy truck. These days, though, it's a little newer, a little less bumpy, and a whole lot more powerful. Yes, it is. Well, I like it, too. Especially that diesel. Got that half-ton diesel. It's good. Nice truck. Lifelong memories await your bunch in the cab of the truck. Get started at ClassicChevrolet.com. Robert Cantrell at Texas Outdoors on the Benbrook Traffic Circle in southwest Fort Worth has been selling top-notch hunting, fishing, and outdoor goods and apparel for 38 years. But now the time has come for him to lock up for the last time. Texas Outdoors, a true Texas legend, is closing. And understandably, it's an emotional time for Robert. to Texas Outdoors in Southwest Fort Worth for one last sale. If it's hanging on the wall, sitting on a shelf, crawling across the floor, or swinging from the ceiling, it's gotta go. Woohoo! God bless you for keeping the lights turned on around here for 38 years. Now it's Cantrell's time to go fishing while both knees and one hip still work. Come on in and make an offer. Everything from boots and guns to the shelves and racks have gotta go before Robert can. After that, don't try to call anymore. There ain't no phones where he's going. Texas Outdoors in Southwest Fort Worth and the great audio sale. Yippee! Right now. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple. To put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet, bid on an auction item, make an impact on top of the mountain. 
wildsheepfoundation.org. Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Megara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection, too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the rancher lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, feed, and feeders available, too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of I-20, just west of Weatherford. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Share our campfire and a good story or two. Kinder Outdoors. I'm so glad you're here in camp with us. Thanks for hanging out, spending a little time with us today. We appreciate that. Coming up in uh, just a little while, Kelly Jordan, Kinder Outdoors Pro Kelly Jordan, is going to talk to us about night fishing, which may be the only way to fly uh, in this unbearable heat. I don't know about your place, uh, but here in North Texas, where we're located, it has just been a torch month the whole month of june was extremely hot july hotter than our normal july's it's just been blistering hot with no end in sight so we'll go fishing at night we won't quit right we'll go fishing at night we'll talk to kj about it coming up in a little while this corner of the camp house brought to you by purina pro plan the world's greatest dog fuel pro plan it's at atwood's ranch and home stores and there's a formula specifically built for your dog, no matter the age, lifestyle, size, Purina Pro Plan. Hey, my special guest in uh, the camp house this week is Brian Lynn with the Sportsman's Alliance. I love talking to you, Brian, about uh, what's going on, who's attacking our hunting, fishing, and trapping rights. You guys always keep an eye on that. Thanks for hanging on. I appreciate it. You betcha. Thank you, Billy. Hey, I want to talk about a couple of stories that came out earlier this year that, uh, hey, they're big deals, but I haven't heard anything new on them in a while. Back in May, uh, out in California, there was a marketing bill uh, that actually undercut, undermines youth hunter training. 
and shooting. And, uh, boy, if this thing, tell us what that was and where it is now. Yeah, so uh, this is bad, and we we alerted everybody to it right away. You know, back I think it was April fifteenth or April nineteenth that we did it. Uh, it uh, it's a marketing bill, kind of what you've seen before, right? Uh, marketing to youth. So think about uh, alcohol and tobacco. You know, they've they've done these bills before where you can't market to youth using cartoons or where kids would see it or anything like that. They did the same thing with firearms. You know, but it's written very broadly. So it's written by marketing and by somebody in the industry, and that's defined very broadly to include organizations. And it's to promote the use or the sale or anything to do with the firearm. Well, step back and look at that. Talk about hunter education. You're talking about using the firearm. You're promoting the use of firearms, you know. So that that becomes an issue. Uh, you have a clay sporting shoot for kids or youth hunt or anything. So all of your nonprofits that have youth programming are going to be hit with this. And it's a per instance fine. So for each kid, if you have 10 kids out doing a youth hunt, it's $25,000 per kid. So that's wow. $250,000 in one one afternoon that you can be sued for. And it's not just criminal. Your citizens can bring civil penalties against you and sue. So the state may not even care about it. Some anti-hunter goes, wait, they got kids over there shooting guns. I'm suing. They can't do that. And then your local DU chapter or whatever is hit with a quarter-million-dollar lawsuit. Absolutely ridiculous. And this passed. This is now law in California. Wow. Gavin Newsom signed it on June 30th. Wow. So, yeah. So if you were planning a hunt with your youngster in California <laughs> this year, you might want to rethink that. Well, it's 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 uh it's not hunting, but it's if you're in the firearms industry and that's defined as, you know, someone that works in it, somebody that is in an organization that promotes it, if you have any type of tie like that, then you're susceptible. And that's really so who they want to go after. Type of hunt. Yeah, yeah. That's really who and they want so, to go after, the big boys. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's going to screw up Hunter's Ed. You know, how do you have a classroom full of kids and talk about firearm safety and how firearms work and you're promoting the use through hunting? The the government says because you know state of California and Gavin Newsom says oh that's not that's not what we're doing that's not what we mean, but that's what they wrote, and that's what can be enforced legally. So we're we're putting our thinking caps on there and uh, got some guys going out there next week to uh, gather people up and figure out a way to go through this. Yeah, and uh, the recall efforts go on out there. A lot of people are really upset with what's going on in California, and hopefully that'll get straightened out before too long. Another one, uh, Brian, I have for many years uh, gone up to uh, Montana when it's really hot in Texas in the summertime, take a load of dogs up to Montana in September, October, uh, and go bird hunting on on federal land, on wide open land, on my land. And uh, now the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is trying to say I can't carry my shotgun and lead shot up there anymore. What's going on with that? 
Yeah, so if you remember, uh, about every president that's come in since uh, Clinton has expanded hunting and fishing on national wildlife refuges. You see this all the time. You know, Clinton did it, Bush did it, Trump did it, Biden just did it. Well, back in, so Trump did it in 2020. Well, the Center for Biological Diversity sued over his expansion, claiming endangered species stuff, which none of it applies. We already won that case in 2003. But they threw a new wrinkle in saying lead ammunition and lead fishing lures are poisoning the lands and waters and killing the animals and they need to be stopped. And we were on this from day one. You know, they were, they sued to stop this. We were going to intervene. And then the Biden administration went into negotiations and they started negotiating with them secretly behind door, closed doors. No sportsman's groups were in there or allowed to know what's going on. We found out through some policy guys that, yep, they're talking about lead. And lo and behold, they've announced that uh, new refuges opening up, you know, they put a new rule out, proposed a new rule, so let's go through the public comment period right now, that when new refuges open, they will no longer allow lead shot, bullets, fishing lures, sinkers, anything on them. What that does is going to create a patchwork of laws. So when they open these things up, you might be hunting the one field and on a refuge where you can use lead, and the next field over you can't because they open them up by parcels. And so that's going to create a patchwork. At some point, they will either lean into a study that they're conducting or they'll just say this is confusing. They'll make the wildlife refuge system lead-free. Then they, if it's good for that, it can easily go and slide into all your federal lands, BLM, national forest, et cetera. And then if it's good for that, why wouldn't it be good for state public lands? The government can't force them to do it, but just like seatbelt laws, they can say if you don't do it, follow our guidelines, you're not going to get the Pittman, Roberts, and Bingle Johnson monies distributed to you. So then they can force them to do that. So frustrating to see these very good, these wonderful things that we've put in place over the past 100 years plus being torn down by people that have no inkling or clue or even care how beneficial this stuff is to our youngsters, our youth. Heck, the mental health of our nation. I th- You know, it just seems like people want to tear this country down and anything that is sound and strong fundamentally comes under attack. Hey, we're going to go fishing. We're going to finish up with Brian Lynn when we come back from the coffee pot. And then we're going night fishing with my buddy Kelly Jordan from the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. Let's grab a cold glass of iced tea. And then I'll meet you right back here in this air-conditioned camp house at Kinder Outdoors. By the way, set that little alarm on your phone, whatever you have to do. Make sure you're here next week because here's another great thing to do in the summertime. We're going to go catch giant stripers on the, the lake of my childhood, Possum Kingdom Lake, with Steve McVeigh. But whether you're in Maryland or Texoma, doesn't matter. It's striper time. That's next weekend right here on Kinder Outdoors. When we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. I'm Mike Iconelli, and this is Big Billy Kinder Outdoors.
Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is, this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. 
NorfolkResort.com. You're in good conservation company with Kinder Outdoors. Brought to you by the world's greatest dog fuel, and that is Purina Pro Plan. For your hardworking bird dog, it's 30% protein, 20% fat. Uh, in the purple sport bag, the performance formula, yep, it's a hot fuel, but feed it year-round. Just cut back the amount you feed in the summertime. Pick up the Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. I hope you've enjoyed uh, my friend Brian Lynn with the Sportsmen's Alliance uh, on the show today. We have him on fairly regularly because uh, our freedoms as hunters, uh, fishermen, and trappers are always under attack, and the Sportsmen's Alliance fights for us day after day after day. Uh, Brian, before you go, I want you to tell me how we can join the fight, how we can support and help. Give us a website. Give us some instruction. Yeah, join up. we got... $35 memberships and they go up from there. We have business partner memberships. If you're a, if you have an outdoors company at all, you can join as a business partner and receive perks from that and it's, and it's a write off. Uh, you can join uh, as a club. If you have a local rod and gun club, you can join as a club and kind of pool the money together and it's a lot cheaper and those are super cheap. Um, so yeah, any way you want to get involved, there's a way to help fund us and fund and pay the lawyers to uh, fight these guys, just visit sportsmensalliance.org. That's M-E-N-S, sportsmensalliance.org. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Both are very uh, very active in uh, what we're working on and where the threats are coming and the next steps. Hey, we appreciate you guys uh, fighting for us, Brian. Thank you so much for everything you do at Sportsman's Alliance. Happy to help, and thank you, Billy. Like I said, there's a link at kinderoutdoors.com. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. Lots of different formulas because there are lots of different dogs. And there's a formula that perfectly fits your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, before we go today, we're going to go bass fishing. Going to do that right now with Kinder Outdoors and Major League Fishing Bass Pro. Kelly Jordan, KJ, welcome back. It's hot, dude. And a really good idea this time of year, if you want to go fishing, is to go at night. And I know you've done a lot of that. Yes, I have. It. Uh, I used to always say that that was my favorite way to fish was night fishing, and uh, it still is an awesome way to fish. I just don't have as much time as I used to because I have young kids and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it is definitely a special time and place to be in the summer on a lake at night, nice and quiet, calm, not near the traffic not near the pressure, and usually the fish are biting good. So that's all that stuff makes night fishing. It's, it's, it's a special thing in the summertime. Yeah. Obviously, there are some things we need to watch out for at night. We need need to be prepared before we hit the water, and, and we kind of need to know where the trees and the stumps and the, and the stuff we're going to bump into are. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure, you know, the, um, the main thing at night is, you know, I, if you want to have all your stuff prepared, make sure you have, I would have my throw cushion out on the deck uh, ready to go while you're fishing, you know, you need a spotlight, you know, maybe even a backup. You know, nowadays we have, you know, these LED flashlights that are really, really powerful as well. That'll work as well as, you know, just as good. Uh, make sure you have your lights on your boat so somebody else won't run over you. Uh, there's, you know, lots of crazy things can happen. You need to do your part, protect yourself 
uh, make sure you have your navigation light on. That's the one single bright white one on while you're fishing, and then, of course, your running light's on as well if you're running. Uh, I also usually give people a heads up with the flashlight if I hear them kind of running toward me. Don't shine them the whole time. They won't appreciate that, but give them a flicker or two just to make sure they know you're there. Um, yeah, like that. Wearing an inflatable life jacket, you know, a small one, is probably a good idea, too, especially if you're fishing by yourself. Um, and then, you know, make sure your phones are charged, that kind of stuff. And then if you go fishing offshore, you need to file a float plan. If you go night fishing in Texas or anywhere else, it's, tell a friend, tell somebody, say so know where you are, just because, you know, hey, just be safe out there, and then uh, then go catch the heck out of it. Catch the heck out of it, and that's what I want to talk about next. Uh, how do you fish at night, Kelly? Do you have a preference, or is it the same stuff you do when the sun shining? Uh, it's, 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 it's different. It's, it's the same, but different. Typically, uh, different baits prevail a little more night fishing, uh, than maybe in the day. But, uh, you know, pretty much you can't go wrong with a big plastic worm or a big jig. That's pretty much standard ops for what most people throw at nighttime. You know, and that's probably a 10 inch worm in a really dark color, like a blue flick or a black or a, Red shad, something like something with a really dark. Uh, same goes with a jig, black jig, black and blue jig, um, what have you. Um, and then uh, I, my favorite thing to throw at night is a big spinner. Um, I have all that stuff rigged out. Uh, a big spinner bait. And I'm not talking about you know a half ounce with a number five Colorado blade. I'm talking about a three quarter or one ounce with at least a number six Colorado blade and a number seven if it will turn it. And then I also use a big trailer on the back of that spinnerbait to get it more bulk and help you uh, slow it down so you can slow roll it better. Uh, think of it like using a big jig with an attractor blade that gives out a little bit of flash if you have some moon and a lot of thump and vibration. That's, that's how I view a big spinnerbait at night. It's a jig with an extra attractant on it. These vibrating jigs like the, you know, the, uh, that we have out now, chatterbait style baits. Those also work really well at night, but they're not nearly as weedless as a spinnerbait or a jig or a worm if you're fishing heavy cover. And then, never, last but not least, I don't want to forget this, is the topwater. You know, a lot of people fish at night just to get that big topwater strike. Uh, and we're talking big jitterbugs, big buzz baits, uh, other big topwater baits that, uh, you know, kind of make a lot of noise. Uh, that's kind of like rounds out. The favorite. You, you, some, you can throw crankbaits at night. Some people do, especially on bright moonlit nights. You, you'd be surprised if you've never night fished how bright it actually is underneath a full moon if there's no clouds. Uh, at midnight, one o'clock in the morning when the moon is full moon is straight up overhead. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can read a newspaper. Uh, so keep that in mind. That changes the dynamic of night fishing a bit. You can, different crankbaits will work. And then, actually, some of the brighter colors, like the whites and stuff, can work if you have that much uh, bright light. Uh, and then the other thing to look for at night, light involved is you know, boat, lock, boat dock lights. And a lot of people key on these underwater green lights that everybody has now. So there's just a lot of options to use at night, um, I mean to fish. So keep that in mind. Uh, there's never a wrong way to fish, if that makes sense. But uh, those things that I mentioned first are my favorite. I'm assuming, and, and you kind of mentioned it uh, earlier by slowing that spinnerbait down, slow rolling that spinnerbait, that you are going to fish slower at night than you would during the during the day. <clears throat> yes, yeah, typically, yes. You know, 
the visibility is not as good. Uh, not saying you can't catch them fishing fast, but if you can move that bait along nice and slow, those fish, you know, they're they're on the prowl. Those especially big big fish are on the prowl at night. I, I like to think of it like, uh, you know, everybody that goes to Africa says it's kind of quiet in the daytime, but at night you can hear the lions roaring and the elephants moving around and the herds of animals squealing and running for their lives. That's when big predators do really well is at night, and, and big fish are no different. Uh, fish these big bulky baits. Uh, if you're, you know, in an area where it has them, you want to fish them nice and slow because they can key in and target them and then get that big bite. So typically, slower is better at night, for sure. Slower, bigger baits, bulky baits, dark colors, uh, we've got it. And uh, now we can even, uh, in the darkness of night, thread our rod, courtesy of the RTD, in five <laughs> seconds or less. <laughs> That's right. That's why we made it. It's all about the fishermen and making it easier to enjoy the outdoors in whatever conditions you're fishing, no doubt. Thanks, as always, for your expertise, Kelly. Greatly appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Bill. I, I appreciate that, that, uh, that uh, you know, plug on that deal, but uh, I really do. It's, we're excited about it. Uh, great to be here as always, and I hope everybody has plenty of time to go fishing and enjoy that great outdoors. He's a great guy, and man, oh man, has he pulled some giants out of Lake Fork in the early years and throughout the decades. Kelly Jordan from Major League Fishing's Bass Pro Tour and the Kinder Outdoors Pro Staff. Hey, let's stand up and stretch our legs, maybe grab a sausage and biscuit, and then I'll meet you right back here. Camp house floor creaks a little, but don't worry. You're on solid ground with Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We greatly appreciate it. Next week, we're going striper fishing, and it doesn't matter if you live in the Texas heat or up around Chesapeake Bay. Much of the United States, freshwater or salt, holds these magnificent hard-fighting game fish. It's a great trip to take the kids young and old. <laughs> We're going to go uh, fishing on Possum Kingdom Lake. It's one of my favorite bodies of water ever. I grew up on that lake, literally. And we're going to be fishing with Steve McVeigh next weekend. So make sure you come back. Go fishing with us, chasing big stripers. Well, hey, if you're looking for something outdoorsy to do inside, I want you to go to Flippin' Arkansas and visit the Forest Wood Outdoor Gallery. It's a lifetime of Forest and Nina Wood memorabilia, a very special place filled with special memories. I was privileged to be able to spend the afternoon walking through and getting an in-depth tour with Forest Wood himself. This is a this is a wall with some pictures that I recognize. There's a governor, former Governor Huckabee. Yeah, Mark Pryor there, and and uh, Tim Hutchison. And John Bozeman is currently a senator, and that's another senator, and I can't remember his name. Uh, Marion Berry was a congressman, helped us get some things done on White River there. Right. One of the things that we got done while I was on the Game and Fish Commission, 
is to get some water allocated in Bull Shoals Reservoir for recreational purposes. Yes, when, when they built it, it was for flood control, make electricity, no consideration given recreation. They stocked trout in it to compensate for the warm water fishery that was killed when they made the lake deep and the water, cold water come out. And that worked fine until they put four more turbines in. And from that point forward, then they either sold electricity down flood water or shut it down completely. Hmm. And when I got on the Game and Fish Commission, I brought up the subject with the other commissioners, and they helped. And we pulled every political lever we had for 10 years and finally got Southwest Power. So, well, Southwest Power didn't want to, but we they had 24 hydro plants, I guess, and they didn't want to set a precedent. But we finally got it done coming out of Washington, D.C. In fact, this uh, congressman right there, Congressman John Bowman, who's now a senator, had carried the flag for us as far as he could, and he needed Marion Barry, who was a Democrat, to help him. He was on the right committee to get the language in Omnibus Bill. And Marion Barry called me one night at home, said, got her done, the language is in, it's a done deal. He called back within three minutes and said, don't tell anybody what I told you. I want to get John Bozeman to come with me and we'll come to your place and do a press release. Wow. That's a Democrat wanting to wait and share the accolades with his Republican cohort. Well, that, that's so long, so long ago. I hadn't seen that happen in a while. Well, it don't happen a lot, I don't suspect. That's why I'm telling you about that's it. It's right. so unusual. But that's exactly right. They were right. just doing the right thing. Now, it was Governor Huckabee that uh, appointed you to the Game yes, and Fish uh, Commission. Right? That's correct, yes. Yeah. And I enjoyed it very much. I had had an opportunity before and turned it down. And a friend of mine, that we, we were deer hunting in Texas, and he was a commissioner, and he talked me into taking a job if, and it wasn't, well, they asked me to do it, and yeah. I said, okay, I will. Yeah, yeah. And, what an honor, though, yeah, that, to was. be thought that much of. Now, I see a picture of each of the, pres- the President Bushes down here. Are they Ranger boatmen? Well, they have been, yes. Yeah. I think they still got one. Here we go from George Bush 41, Deer Forest today. I am all... Um, oh, I can't make out decked that. out ranger oh, uh, hat shirts. I'm all decked out ranger hat shirts, etc. They were all over here in Kenny Bunkport by high powered delivery man. I must add, Urban Jacobs. His consultative blues have yet to come in big numbers. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Thanks okay. for checking with Barb and us with the. Oh, baby. George Bush, 41. Office one time, and the man came out and said, "Dinners or lunches, sir, Mr. President." And we got up. There was three of us there besides him, and started in eating. He said, "Wait a minute, I want to show you something." And he ran over to his desk and got a picture of him holding up two bluefish. <laughs> look at them darn fish pictures. <laughs> wherever you go, yeah, wherever you go, people will show forest with their fish. Uh, that's a, you know, being being Mr. Ranger Boats. That has afforded you some pretty neat opportunities oh, through the years. Who are some of the folks you've fished with through the years? Well, uh, Chuck Egger is one that I remember that uh, in, was one of the big shots that I got to fish with. I'd been asked many times at the Classic to take some sponsor of fishing, and I didn't want to because I want to sell Ranger boats. We're right. spending a lot of money at the Classic. You we can sell yeah. something. Yeah. But, Man called one day and said, "Would you have a little time to take Chuck Egger fishing?" I said, "Yes, I will." You bet. And so yeah. Chuck and I had a good day and fished, and then uh, didn't see him for a few years, and went to Cabello's open house at Kansas City when they built a store there, and Chuck was there, and 
came in and recognized me right off said, how's Nana? He Is remembered her right? name all of those years. My so goodness. On. I've heard that George Bush has that ability to meet you once, and then wherever he sees you down the line. He... Last time I saw him was when his 90th birthday at uh, at the Houston, I guess it was. Yeah. Johnny Morris and I went down there for the birthday party, and he hollered at me across the room. My <laughs> goodness. Go float the legendary White River, catch those beautiful trout, and spend a beautiful air-conditioned afternoon at the Forest Wood Outdoor Sports Gallery. And we got to take a little break, but we'll be back in a couple of minutes with Brian Lynn with the Sportsman's Alliance. Folks, this is Jay Novacek, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Folks, Texas Outdoors, a true Texas legend, has been serving up hunting, fishing, and shooting supplies to fine folks like you and me for 38 years. Every day, Robert Cantrell puts that genuine smile on his face, turns the key in the door, loads up on fresh stories to share, and takes care of whatever you and I have needed. Robert, well done. Texas Outdoors' final sale is its biggest ever. Texas Outdoors, southwest Fort Worth on the Benbrook Traffic Circle. Thank you for your business. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. The first and original Texas hunting show is back. It all gets kicked off in Houston, August 5, 6, and 7. This is the 46th year for the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. The biggest and best in rifles, blinds, outfitters, and guides. Game calls, camo, and ammo, you name it, you'll find it at the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. Here we come, Houston, August 5, 6, and 7. Live gators, rattlesnakes, and happy hunters. It must be Texas Trophy Hunter time. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. 
I'm going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool, and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com TheBuffaloWoolCo.com It's simple. Watch that old bird dog out of that chair and have a seat. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. And I'm Billy Kinder. Thanks for hanging out with us. We greatly appreciate that. And, hey, we'd love it if you'd come see us at KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. Register to win one of our good-looking Kinder Outdoors T-shirts. We give them away all the time. And it's a simple drawing. Just go to KinderOutdoors.com, and you'll see right there on the landing page, the home page, where you throw your name in the hat. More and more these days, I'm asking my friend Brian Lynn with the Sportsman's Alliance to join me on the show. It's really important work that you guys do, Brian. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you, Billy. Great to be here. I'm not sure you ever left. You were just here a few weeks ago. Have you been in the, like in the spare bedroom or something? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Kept in the basement slaving away. <laughs> And this is a, a, a very important time in our, our country's history for things and, and that are real and, and been around true to traditions and heritage that have been around forever. They've never been under attack more than they are right now. Things like uh, the shooting sports and, and our guns and good things that people criminalize. And so it's really important that we stay in touch with you and with what's going on at the Sportsman's Alliance. And uh, so to to maybe there's some folks out there that haven't heard of you. We want to tell them who you are now. What is the Sportsman's Alliance? Uh, the Sportsman's Alliance, we're an advocacy organization that was created in the 1970s to protect hunting, fishing, and trapping. That's our main reason for existence, and it's specifically to protect it from the animal rights movement and anybody that wants to try to dismantle the North American model of wildlife management by attacking those. And uh, we work in all 50 state legislatures at the ballot box if there's a ballot initiative coming up, and uh, at state in state and federal courts to protect uh, hunting, fishing, and trapping. There's never a shortage of a fight uh, at the Sportsman's Alliance. It's kind of like putting out pop-up fires in the pasture. As soon as you get one put out, there's three more burning over there, right? Oh, yeah, and there's usually a forest fire burning somewhere at the same time. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, legal cases that drag on for years. You know, we've been trying to delist wolves from the Great Lakes and uh, for 15 years now. 
And so those kind of fires burn slow and for a long time. And then you got those pop-up fires, you know, that come in state legislatures or sometimes in Congress, but usually in different state legislatures that just keep us hopping around the country. Tell us how the Sportsman's Alliance goes about these fights. What do you do? Well, uh, depends what it is. If it's a, it's a ballot initiative, we uh, work with people on the ground and get everybody organized, sportsmen's groups organized, and figure out polling and what messaging is going to work with the general public, because those are usually just straight popular vote, votes that you have to uh, kind of swing those non-hunters and show them what's going to happen. Uh, in state and federal courts, that's just going through the the laborious uh, legal system for years and years and uh, making legal arguments and taking legal arguments away from the other side. But then uh, probably the fastest and ones that people hear about the most are at the state-based in the legislatures. You know, there's thousands of bills that get filed in all the 50 states. And some of them don't have a chance of going anywhere, so we have to weigh in and look and go, okay, it's a friendly state. It's a good committee that it's in. It's not going anywhere. Or, oh, this is a threat. This can move or it has backing. It already has legs. We got to get in our lobby, make phone calls, either try to kill it or amend it so it's not a threat to us. And uh, you just got to work the phones and let people know, you know, if the politicians aren't working with us, then we put out the alerts and get people flooding them with calls and emails and getting their voices heard, and they don't tend to like that and uh, start to listen sometimes. So it's uh, it's really a, a game of what what uh, pressure point, you know, is going to work to move them to uh, stop what they're doing. Um, Brian, it's really important what hunters and fishermen and outdoorsmen and conservationists have done uh, in this country, it's been replicated around the globe, uh, conservationists that put in place more than 100 years ago, some pretty smart guys put in place a conservation plan, the North American model. It works pretty doggone good the way it sits. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's it, – it, this is where I get frustrated is the anti-hunters, you know, try to make it sound like, uh, well, of course you're going to say this, you know. You, we, uh, you just expect us to trust you. You're killing all of our animals. And it's like, no. Look at history. We have a 100-year track record of bringing wild game populations back from the brink of extinction. Where there's hunting, there's going to be more game. There's going to be better habitat. There's going to be better habitat for non-game species. You know, it's a user-pay-everybody benefits, and hunters are the backbone. Hunters and anglers are the backbone of this. And it, like you said, it's been replicated around the world. In Africa, where there's, you know, endangered species and where they're thriving, is where hunting takes place. That's exactly right. I wonder, I'm just curious, and I don't know if a study's ever been done or not, but if you took uh, one year, just one year uh, of uh, income, uh, one year of conservation money, and removed the hunter, fisher, outdoorsman from that, how much money would be left in that pile? Not a very big percentage. No, no. I mean, there's, there's a bill afoot right now to repeal the uh, – Pittman Robertson Dingle Johnson Act, and that contributed 1.5 billion just last year. Billion, 1.5 billion into conservation, specifically for conservation. Some states, that's what 60, 75, 80 percent of their uh, state fish and game budgets run off of. You know, so if you remove hunting, fishing, trapping, and shooting from 
from the from the model, the model starts to break, and it breaks. It, it gets gutted real quick. We are the backbone of conservation in this country. Absolutely, we are. I'm going to have to take a uh, short break, but when we come back, there are a couple of uh, stories that came out earlier this year that you guys were on top of, one in California and one on our public lands uh, that involves the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. I want to take a little break and then come back and see where those things are now, if that's okay with you. Sounds great. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute. A focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. Hey, when you're clicking around on KinderOutdoors.com, uh, take a look at the short videos that uh, the guys up in Alaska sent to us from Alaska Fish and Wildlife News. Riley Woodford and the gang up there. Uh, obviously, a lot of wildlife to video <laughs> up there, and they do. They get some incredible footage. Sarah Germain is a biologist up in Alaska, and she has been doing aerial surveys of moose near Nome. Go check out that video at kinderoutdoors.com. I think you'll really enjoy it. Much more from Brian Lynn with the Sportsmen's Foundation. That's M-E-N-S, Sportsmen's Foundation, fighting for our hunting, fishing, and trapping rights every day of the year. And we're going to go catch giant bass in the dark at night when it's cooler with Kelly Jordan from Major League Fishing coming up. Hey, everybody. It's Colorado Buck. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, Billy. Where, where in the world did he go? You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out, and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S, TejasRanchFence.com. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store gets snack and we get to stop at Lucky's. 
Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind. And the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up. And sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if, it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car so I can just feel the comfort knowing that will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com. The first and original Texas hunting show is back. It all gets kicked off in Houston, August 5, 6, and 7. This is the 46th year for the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. The biggest and best in rifles, blinds, outfitters, and guides. Game calls, camo, and ammo, you name it, you'll find it at the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. Here we come, Houston, August 5, 6, and 7. Live gators, rattlesnakes, and happy hunters. It must be Texas Trophy Hunter time. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Hey, crappie anglers. Crappie season is here. Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie, here to tell you about all of the new crappie products for 2022. Check out the all-new Wally Marshall Classic Signature Rods by Lou's. The Wally Marshall Classic Series starts at 5'6 and all the way up to 16 foot in length. IM8 graphite construction, cork handles, stainless steel guides, super light for all-day use, and the perfect trolling and casting rods on the market today. Now for you live scopers out there, the Wally Marshall Pro Target Rods are designed with IM8 graphite blanks, stainless steel guides, and wind grip handles. No slip with a grip when you're trying to boat flip a three-pounder. Pro Target Rods are the best for live scope, trolling, and perfect for wade fishing and heavy cover. All new Mr. Crappie Colors and Crappie Thunders, Slabalicious, Jokers, and Shadpos. Tennessee Mist, White, Houdat, and Don't Miss the School Bus. All crappie anglers should keep the Mr. Crappie Slabomatic Electric Filet Knife handy too. StrikeKing.com, Lose.com, and SmithsProducts.com. Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators, eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats. Over the mountains and out into the wild, from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the Earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world, human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path, 
The truest path. Nature's path. Trust the hunter in your blood. Redfish on the fly rod, fresh walleye in a skillet, big tom turkeys running to your call, a massive 6x6 within 30 yards, and a new personal best in the bass boat. That's life at our camp at Kinder Outdoors. KinderOutdoors.com. Drop by and see us. Kinder, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. Anything you've heard on the show, uh, you want to hear it again, you want to see an article about it, whatever, you'll find uh, all the info there at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's get back to our guest, Brian Lynn, with the Sportsman's Foundation. Brian, thanks for hanging on. You betcha. Thank you, Billy. Hey, I want to talk about a couple of stories that came out earlier this year that, uh, hey, they're big deals, but I haven't heard anything new on them in a while. Back in May, uh, out in California, there was a marketing bill uh, that actually undercut, undermines youth hunter training and shooting. And, uh, boy, if this thing, tell us what that was and where it is now. Yeah, so uh, this is bad. And we, we alerted everybody to it right away, you know, back, I think it was April 15th or April 19th that we did it. Uh, it uh, it's a marketing bill, kind of what you've seen before, right? Uh, marketing to youth. So think about uh, alcohol and tobacco. You know, they've they've done these bills before where you can't market to youth using cartoons or where kids would see it or anything like that they did the same thing with firearms you know but it's written very broadly so it's written by marketing and by somebody in the industry and that's defined very broadly to include organizations and it's to promote the use or the sale or anything to do with the firearm well step back and look at that talk about hunter education you're talking about using the firearm. You're promoting the use of firearms, you know. So that that becomes an issue. Uh, you have a clay sporting shoot for kids or youth hunt or anything. So all of your nonprofits that have youth programming are going to be hit with this. And it's a per-instance fine. So for each kid, if you have 10 kids out doing a youth hunt, it's $25,000 per kid. So that's wow. $250,000 in one one afternoon that you can be sued for. And it's not just criminal. Your citizens can bring civil penalties against you and sue. So the state may not even care about it. Some anti-hunter goes, wait, they got kids over there shooting guns. I'm suing. They can't do that. And then your local DU chapter or whatever is hit with a quarter-million-dollar lawsuit absolutely and, ridiculous and this passed Ugh. this is now law in california wow gavin newsom signed it on june 30th wow so yeah it, so if you were planning a hunt with your youngster in california <laughs> this year you might want to rethink that well it's 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 uh it's not hunting but it's if you're in the firearms industry, and that's defined as, you know, someone that works in it, somebody that is in an organization that promotes it, 
if you have any type of tie like that, then you're susceptible. And that's really so who they want to go after. Type of yeah, yeah. That's really who and they want to so, go after, the big boys. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's going to screw up Hunter's Ed. You know, how do you have a classroom full of kids and talk about firearm safety and how firearms work and you're promoting the use through hunting? The the government says, because, you know, state of California and Gavin Newsom says, oh, that's not that's not what we're doing. That's not what we mean. But that's what they wrote. And that's what can mm. be enforced legally. So we're we're putting our thinking caps on there and uh, got some guys going out there next week to. Uh, gather people up and figure out a way to go through this yeah and uh, the recall efforts go on out there a lot of people are really upset with what's going on in california and hopefully that'll get straightened out before too long another one uh brian i have for many years uh gone up to uh, montana when it's really hot in texas in the summertime take a load of dogs up to montana in september october uh and go bird hunting on on federal land on wide open land, on my land. And uh, now the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is trying to say I can't carry my shotgun and lead shot up there anymore. What's going on with that? Yeah, so if you remember, uh, about every president that's come in since uh, Clinton has expanded hunting and fishing on national wildlife refuges. You see this all the time. You know, Clinton did it, Bush did it, Trump did it, Biden just did it. Well, back in, so Trump did it in 2020. Well, the Center for Biological Diversity sued over his expansion, claiming endangered species stuff, which none of it applies. We already won that case in 2003. But they threw a new wrinkle in saying lead ammunition and lead fishing lures are poisoning the lands and waters and killing the animals, and they need to be stopped. And we were on this from day one. You know, they they sued to stop this. We were going to intervene, and then the Biden administration went into negotiations. And they started negotiating with them secretly behind door, closed doors. No sportsman's groups were in there or allowed to know what's going on. We found out through some policy guys that, yep, they're talking about lead. And lo and behold, they've announced that uh, new refuges opening up. You know, they put a new rule out, proposed a new rule, so let's go through the public comment period right now, that when new refuges open, they will no longer allow lead shot, bullets, fishing lures, sinkers, anything on them. What that does is going to create a patchwork of laws. So when they open these things up, you might be hunting the one field and on a, on a refuge where you can use lead, and the next field over, you can't because they open them up by parcels. And so that's going to create a patchwork. At some point, they will either lean into a study that they're conducting or they'll just say this is confusing. They'll make the wildlife refuge system lead-free. Then they, if it's good for that, it can easily go and slide into all your federal lands, BLM, national forest, etc. And then if it's good for that, why wouldn't it be good for state public lands? The government can't force them to do it, but just like seatbelt laws, they can say if you don't do it, follow our guidelines, you're not going to get the Pittman, Roberts, and Bingle Johnson monies distributed to you. So then they can force them to do that. 
Oh, boy. I tell you what, it's it's out of control. It's out of hand. And what we really need to start focusing on uh, day by day is these elections coming up this fall and every future election. Let's know who we're voting for. Let's get off the couch as sportsmen and go vote. That's been an issue. we got to get up and go. Yep. And let's vote yep. for the right people. we got to make some changes, Brian. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and here we got the election coming up in the House. You know, right now the House Natural Resources Committee is headed by uh, Raul Gravalia from Arizona, represented from Arizona, diehard anti-hunter. Yeah, hundred. He's got a 100 rating from the Humane Society of the United States. Does try every year. He tries to stop trapping. He tries to stop all sorts of different hunting. So if the Republicans take over, he'll be gone. Bob Westerman is likely to uh, to replace him. Which would be good. He's a solid, solid hunter. Yep, yep. We need changes. We need some common sense. By the way, I fish a, uh, I fish a lake not far from me uh, that has uh, had lead sinkers used in it since the 1930s, and I've seen no dead fish floating because of lead uh, poisoning. Uh, now I've seen yeah, some birds. Uh... I've seen some birds in my bird pouch die of lead poisoning. You know, but that was I inflicted that. And they were. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, and it's a it, the big underlying message here with the lead is there's no definitive evidence in their uh, rule proposals. Fish and Wildlife didn't even cite any studies. They just said science says this, but they don't cite any study. And they keep getting away with it. Mm. We've got more to talk about. We're going to finish up after we make a little run to the coffee pot. This is Kinder Outdoors, where we celebrate. Our God-given right and heritage to hunt, fish, trap, take our kids to the Sporting Clays Range. We'll be right back. I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. The original Texas hunting show is back. For 46 years, the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza has been the official kickoff to Texas hunting seasons. Visit the world's top outfitters and guides. Get ready for the field with the latest hunting gear, rifles, clothes, and accessories. The granddaddy of them all is back August 5 through 7 in Houston, and this year only August 12 through 14 in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchison, and August 19 through 21 in San Antonio. Get the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza on your calendar. More info at ttha.com. Folks, Texas Outdoors 
A true Texas legend has been serving up hunting, fishing, and shooting supplies to fine folks like you and me for 38 years. Every day, Robert Cantrell puts that genuine smile on his face, turns the key in the door, loads up on fresh stories to share, and takes care of whatever you and I have needed. Robert, well done. Texas Outdoors' final sale is its biggest ever. Texas Outdoors, Southwest Fort Worth on the Benbrook Traffic Circle. Thank you for your business. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 perdies in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. coming when we heard your truck rattle across that old cattle guard. Welcome to our camp at Kender Outdoors. We're going to go bass fishing at night with giant worms and spinner baits and all kinds of fun stuff with Kelly Jordan from Major League Fishing's Bass Pro Tour coming up in a couple of minutes. But uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to Brian Lynn uh, with the Sportsmen's Alliance for hanging out with us today. And Brian, before you go, tell us how we can join the fight with you guys to help protect our uh, hunting, fishing, and trapping rights, uh, a website, memberships. What can we do? Yeah, join up. we got $35 memberships, and they go up from there. We have business partner memberships. If you're a, if you have an outdoors company at all, you can join as a business partner and receive perks from that, and it's, and it's a write-off. Uh, you can join uh, as a club if you have a local rod and gun club. You can join as a club and kind of pool the money together, and it's a lot cheaper, and those are super cheap. Um, so, yeah, any way you want to get involved, there's a way to help fund us and fund and pay the lawyers to uh, fight these guys. 
Just visit sportsmensalliance.org. That's M-E-N-S, sportsmensalliance.org. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Both are very uh, very active in uh, what we're working on and where the threats are coming and the next steps. Hey, we appreciate you guys uh, fighting for us, Brian. Thank you so much for everything you do at Sportsman's Alliance. Happy to help, and thank you, Billy. We have a link to the Sportsman's Alliance for you at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. And by the way, you need to go there anyway and register for one of our uh, really cool Kinder Outdoors T-shirts. We give those things away all the time, and yours is waiting on you. All you have to do is register. It's a simple drawing. Uh, just throw your name in the hat at kinderoutdoors.com. That's also where you go to register for a six-pack of tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganzas. Uh, that six-pack uh, will get you to any or all, get you into any or all of the Trophy Hunter shows, Houston, Dallas, or San Antonio. So, Think about doing that, too. you got a lot to do. KinderOutdoors.com is where it all starts. My friend Kelly Jordan fishes the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour, and boy, oh, boy, he grew up in Texas and knows the benefits of fishing at night and how the big ones like it that time of day when the weather is hot. KJ, you've done a lot of that night fishing. Yes, I have. It. Uh, I used to always say that that was my favorite way to fish was night fishing, and uh it still is an awesome way to fish. I just don't have as much time as I used to because I have young kids and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it is definitely a special time and place to be in the summer. On a lake at night, nice and quiet, calm, not near the traffic, not near the pressure, and usually the fish are biting good. So that's, all that stuff makes night fishing. Just, it's, it's a special thing in the summertime. Yeah, obviously there are some things we need to watch out for at night. We need need to be prepared before we hit the water, and and we kind of need to know where the trees and the stumps and the and the stuff we're going to bump into are. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you know the um the main thing at night is you know I, if you want to have all your stuff prepared, make sure you have. I would have my throw cushion out on the deck, uh, ready to go while you're fishing. You know, you need a spotlight. You know, maybe even a backup. You know, nowadays we have. LED flashlights that are really, really powerful as well. That'll work as well as, you know, just as good. Uh, make sure you have your lights on your boat so somebody else won't run over you. Uh, there's, you know, lots of crazy things can happen. You can do your part. Protect yourself. Uh, make sure you have your navigation light on. That's the one single bright white one on while you're fishing. And then, of course, your running lights on as well if you're running. Uh, I also usually give people a heads up with the flashlight if I hear them kind of running toward me. Don't shine them the whole time. They won't appreciate that, but give them a flicker or two just to make sure they know you're there. Um, yeah, like that. Wearing an inflatable life jacket, you know, a small one, is probably a good idea, too, especially if you're fishing by yourself. Um, and then, you know, make sure your phones are charged, that kind of stuff. And then if you go fishing offshore, you need to file a flow plan. If you go night fishing in Texas or anywhere else, it's, tell a friend, tell somebody, so they know where you are, just because, you know, hey, just be safe out there, and then uh, then go catch the heck out of them. Catch the heck out of them. That's what I want to talk about next. Uh, how do you fish at night, Kelly? Do you have a preference, or is it the same stuff you do when the sun shining? Uh, it's 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 different. It's it's the same but different. Typically, uh, different baits prevail a little more night fishing uh, than maybe in the day. But uh, you know, pretty much you can't go wrong with a big plastic worm or a big jig. That's pretty much standard ops for what most people throw at nighttime. You know, and that's probably a 10-inch worm, 
in a really dark color like a blue flick or a black or a red shad, something like something with a really dark. Uh, same goes with a jig, black jig, black and blue jig, um, what have you. Um, and then uh, I, my favorite thing to throw at night is a big spinner. Um, I have all that stuff rigged out. Uh, a big spinner bait, and I'm not talking about, you know, a half ounce with a number five Colorado blade. I'm talking about a three-quarter or one ounce with at least a number six Colorado blade and a number seven if it will turn it. And then I also use a big trailer on the back of that spinner bait to get it more bulk and help you uh, slow it down so you can slow roll it better. Uh, think of it like using a big jig with an attractor blade that gives out a little bit of flash if you have some moon and a lot of thump and vibration. That's that's how I view a big spinnerbait at night. It's a jig with an extra attractant on it. These vibrating jigs like the you know the uh, that we have out now, chatterbait style baits, those also re- work really well at night, but they're not nearly as weedless as a spinnerbait or a jig or a worm if you're fishing heavy cover. And then... Never, last but not least, I don't want to forget this, is the topwater. You know, a lot of people fish at night just to get that big topwater strike. Uh, and we're talking big jitterbugs, big buzz baits, uh, other big topwater baits that, uh, you know, kind of make a lot of noise. Uh, that's kind of like rounds out the favorites. You, you, some, you can throw crankbaits at night. Some people do, especially on bright moonlit nights. You, you'd be surprised if you've never night fished how bright it actually is underneath a full moon if there's no clouds. Uh, at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, when the moon is full moon is straight up overhead, uh, I'm pretty sure I can read a newspaper. Uh, so keep that in mind. That changes the dynamic of night fishing a little bit. You can, different crankbaits will work. And then, actually, some of the brighter colors, like the whites and stuff, can work if you have that much uh, bright light. Uh, and then the other thing to look for at night, light involved is you know, boat, lock, boat dock lights. And a lot of people key on these underwater green lights that everybody has now. So there's just a lot of options to use at night, um, I mean to fish. So keep that in mind. Uh, there's never a wrong way to fish, if that makes sense. But uh, those things that I mentioned first are my favorite. I'm assuming, and, and you kind of mentioned it uh, earlier by slowing that spinnerbait down, slow rolling that spinnerbait, that you are going to fish slower at night than you would during the during the day? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, typically, yes. You know, the visibility is not as good. Uh, not saying you can't catch them fishing fast, but if you can move that bait along nice and slow, those fish, you know, they're they're on the prowl. Those especially big big fish are on the prowl at night. I, I like to think of it like, uh, you know, everybody that goes to Africa says it's kind of quiet in the daytime, but at night you can hear the lions roaring and the elephants moving around and the herds of animals squealing and running for their lives. That's when big predators do really well is at night and, and big fish are no different uh, fish these big bulky baits uh, if you're you know in an area where it has them you want to fish them nice and slow because they can key in and target them and then get that big bite so typically slower is better at night for sure slower bigger baits bulky baits dark colors uh, we've got it and uh, now we can even in the darkness of night thread our rod courtesy of the rtd in five <laughs> seconds or less <laughs> that's right that's why we made it it's all about the fishermen and making it easier to enjoy the outdoors in whatever conditions you're fishing no doubt thanks as always for your expertise kelly greatly appreciate it hey thank you bill I, great to be here as always and i hope everybody has plenty of time 
to go fishing and enjoy the great outdoors. Hey, thanks, KJ. I also want to thank Brian Lynn with the Sportsman's Alliance. Certainly, I want to thank you for hanging out with us. And thanks to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together. Come back and see us next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. (laughs) 